Hello everybody, welcome to an all new Downright Sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com Your number one source for hip-hop, R&B, and soul Also, you can listen to the podcast You can download the podcast at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor Today's show, we're going to touch on LeBron's thoughts about uh, the playoffs The Jets continue to make bad choices and we also dive into baseball and maybe are they admitting they made some mistakes. So, we are back after a week off. There's a lot to talk about. So, buckle up. We're going to play some music today. We're going to have some uh, James Brown, Average White Band, and others to kind of kick off your weekend. So, buckle up. Grab a drink. Get ready to disagree because the number one sports critic is back and it's Thursday and it only means one thing. It is showtime. And I always thought, well, you know, now that I've made it, no matter how hard it gets, I mean, I'm not about to bitch about it now. You know, I'd certainly rather, you know, go through all the, you know, the... the... Fellas! Fellas! I want to get up and do my thing. I need to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it. Can I get into it? Like a, like a, like a, like a sex machine. Moving, yeah. doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Count it off. 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 One, two, three, four. Get up, get on it. Get up, get on it. Stay on the scene. Get on it like a sex machine. Get on it. Get up, get on it. Get up, get on it. Stay on the scene. Get on it like a sex machine. Get on it. Get up, get on it. Get up. Come on, stay on the scene. Ah! 
for hip-hop, R&B, and soul, except for tonight, when you hear my voice, you know Dynasty Radio NY is your number one source for all things sports, popular sports, not talking soccer, not, just not happening, (laughs) thank you uh, for tuning in, we got a lot of stuff we're going to try to cover tonight in a little bit of time. 
Uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live and you're like, hey, you said there was music. I did. That means you need to either download the podcast at 9 o'clock Thursdays on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. You can listen to the music that was played today. It's all funk. It's all soul. James Brown, uh, the average white band, Renee and Angie. We're going to play it all here tonight. I am getting really, really close to doing a straight show, just music. I'm going to play music. Like, I'm getting close to it because it, it's just awesome. I had an idea. I had an idea to... Um, do a show with a friend of mine because she does karaoke. Shout out to Heather. Uh, I'm saying I'm gonna say it wrong. I'm gonna say it wrong. Squat, swag. You know Heather, it's all love. Heather Gill. You know it's all love. She does karaoke a lot here in Lynchburg, Virginia, and she has said there's songs that she only knows because of karaoke. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and she knows that these are like legendary songs. She knows them because of karaoke, which is wild. So I'm going to have her come in. We're going to play some music. And we're just going to listen to these songs that she never heard of before. And just have some fun with it, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to do. Got the Yankee game on here in the corner. Got to keep up. Yankees won last night. Uh, they're currently right now. Giancarlo Stanton is at the plate. They got him back in second. The game is so bizarre nowadays. We're going to talk about that in the third segment. So if you're watching on Facebook, stay tuned. There are so we'll do something different. For those of you watching on Facebook Live, we do three segments on this show. Each segment we take a break though, so the show does go black. So it's a commercial break. You just have to come back to. So if you want, if you like it, come back. There are two more after this one. If you don't, thank you for watching. Just the first one. It's all good. All right. Now, what are we going to kick the show off with? Huh? We could talk about. The Manchester United fans rushing the field. Nope, don't care. We can talk about um, the how the Giants draft picks went. Nope, we're not going to do that. We're going to go back to a goodie, a classic. My dearest, my favorite person on the whole entire world. You guessed it, LeBron James. Here's a man who's won America's heart. Right, left Cleveland like Hulk Hogan leaving the WWE, goes to Miami, wins two championships, loses two championships, returns to Cleveland. All is right in the world. He is embraced like a child who left home at 18, saw the world, and returned and told Mama, I'm sorry. Went to three finals with. Cleveland, won one, lost two, and then said, Mom, I must leave you again. And has joined the Lakers, where he did bring them a championship last year with the help of Anthony Davis. We're going to touch on both of these guys. We're going to talk about both of these guys, okay? So, it came out, dang it, I was supposed to play the sound clip. It came out that LeBron decided uh, he is not a fan of the playing game, which is interesting to me because of who he is, and more than likely for him, he's never gonna have to play. That's my mindset, and um, you know, if 
just happens to uh, we end up at six or fifth or, or, or whatever the case may be, or if we end up in the you know, playoff, uh, whatever that So I just played the sound clip real fast of LeBron with his thoughts on the playing game. That little pause period that you heard there was actually him cursing, calling it a piece of, this is a family show, but calling it a piece of uh, four-letter word. Excellent. So LeBron not a fan of the playing game. Interesting. Shout out to my man Raymond. Raymond. I apologize. I cannot, I won't, I can't read some of it. It's just hard. To read from here. Um, I'm going to have to find a new way to record. Anyway. LeBron not being a fan of the playing game. Really strikes me. Because LeBron. Up until this year. The playing game would have never. Come across your world. Because in every year. You find yourself one, two. Not three, not four, not five. But one or two. In the standing. So the playoff game is irrelevant to you. You just play the poor sap. That gets to play you. But this year. Due to injury. The Lakers can find themselves. In the playing game. Now LeBron. Think about this. What is your biggest. What does everybody always say. You're not Jordan. You don't have your Jordan moments. MJ versus Cleveland. Game winning jumper. MJ with the flu. Throwing up. Game winner. MJ, damn, you know, whatever the, the narrative is, MJ was always, it was, if you let them tell it, when LeBron, when, when Michael Jordan played basketball, there was the Chicago Bulls in their starting five versus everybody else in their starting ten, and Jordan always beat them, if you let everybody tell the story, but here's LeBron, say you have to play in the playing game, right, you are Clearly, head and shoulders, the greatest player of your generation, and maybe the second or third or fourth of all time. You're not first, but you're in the conversation, right? You play in the playing game, and you find yourself, LeBron, now with your back against the wall. It's all or nothing. First of all, Frank Vogel, he's got a coach like he ain't never coached before. He's got to put it all out there. He's got to sweat. He's got to cry. He's got to tell his wife, I'm not going to be home tonight. I got game tape to watch. LeBron James, hurt, ankle, falling off, just hanging, just dangling. Anthony Davis, nobody knows what's wrong with him. He, he could just be, at any given moment, could just fall apart. And then there's the rest of the Lakers that nobody knows about. And then LeBron, in this in this moment of desperation, right now the Lakers are six. In this moment of desperation, he finds himself, he has to beat the Spurs, does it? He has to beat the Grizzlies, does it? He has to beat Golden State, does it? I have no idea how the playoff game works, but I'm just assuming you have to play these teams. Right now, ten is the Spurs, Grizzlies, Warriors, Trailblazers. And LeBron James wins it. He wins the playing round, right? Then now he's got to face the Suns. The Suns with my league MVP, Chris Paul, lit with Dev, the young Devin Booker. And you're, you're, he's nervous. What do we do? LeBron, he put so much energy to get us into the playing game. Then he beats the Suns. 
Then, somehow, a stroke of genius, I think I'm getting this right, let's just fast forward, they find themselves in the Western Conference Finals against the Clippers. A healthy Clippers, if you will, with Playoff P, the man who's won more playoff games than anybody, and Paul George. For those of you that don't know, that it's not true. That is factually inaccurate. And I don't know why his nickname is Playoff P, quite frankly. But Playoff P. Then you have Kawhi Leonard. Mr. Cool, Calm, and Collective. Mr. Laidback. Mr. I Don't Care. Uh, if you read the screen, Joey actually put how the rounds work. So, um, I'm just sorry that the camera's really far. I just can't see it. But thank you for your help, Joey. I do see it's Joey Hensley, and I appreciate it. Um, where was I in my fantasy? Oh, LeBron. Takes care of business. Takes it to a seventh game. Seventh game. Wins it. All or nothing. And gets the Lakers back to the finals. I don't care if they win the championship. But could you imagine the late It would make. It would be poetic for LeBron to be the guy. To be the first one to take a team from the playing game. To the finals. Now LeBron. You can, etch, you can do whatever you want. They will, it will rain love. People will forgive all. They will forgive that ignorant comment you said. You would be hoisted in the pantheon. You're already in Mount Olympus of the NBA. You're, you're there. But now you get to the penthouse suite and you can knock on the door of some of the best to ever do it. Russell, Jordan, Russell, Jordan, no, Russell, Jordan, Magic, the conversation's open now. Now you're in because you did the unthinkable. But think about this: you find yourself in the finals against the Brooklyn Nets, who I don't think is going. But for the sake of this conversation, the Brooklyn Nets. Holy goodness, James Harden, uh, Kawhi, uh, Kyrie Irving, the rematch, the. Star Wars was yesterday, damn it. Uh, you got Anakin Skywalker and um, Kyrie Irving. And you got Obi-Wan Kenobi and LeBron. And then you got Kevin Durant, KD. If these guys are healthy, the, the narrative, who's the, who's the healthiest to get it done? And then LeBron just says, forget it. Give it all to me. Just Super Saiyans, the whole thing, and wins the championship in six. Come on. Come on, LeBron. This is the hell of Space Jam. That was the best script written right there. That may be the script of Space Jam, quite frankly. <laughs> but look, if they, the Lakers got to play in this playoff game, LeBron, shut up. Because you may find yourself in it, and you do not, I repeat, you do not want to be the one calling it stupid, and you're the one going home in the first. I doubt it. I think they could do it. But. I got about three minutes. I'm going to give myself. This, to me, though, says less about LeBron and more about Anthony Davis, who was supposed to be the anointed one. LeBron handpicked him to be the guy to take over for him. And for this young buck was supposed to be the, the horse, carry the Lakers through the regular season until they get to the, to the playoffs. But he has not been able to do that. He just... Did LeBron put his money in the wrong stud? Like, this kid, like, AD, great player when healthy, 
but he is to me clearly, clearly not as good. Well, he's not. He can't stay healthy. They gotta find another. If I'm the Lakers right now, and I'm Genie Bus and whoever the heck the general manager is, I'm trying to figure out how in the hell do I get my hands on some healthier, younger talent before it's too late and you find yourself back in a situation with guys like Swaggy P was your star player. Swaggy P being, what was it? Damn it, I can't think of his last name. Uh, But you know who Swaggy P is, the man who would take the jump and turn and miss it. Yeah, that was the Lakers' future. Yeah, that's what the Lakers' future was looking like. If you're the Lakers, you got to get your hands on, you got to get your hands on Zion. You got to get your hands on Devin Booker. You got to get your hands, heck, Damian Little out of Portland. Um, uh, Joel Embiid. You got to find a way to get these these key stars because you ain't going to draft them. That ain't going to happen. You just not, that ain't happening. But you got to, this the young players, Carl Anthony Towns. You better uh, find a way to protect your the Lakers going forward, or you're going to be in the dark again, and it didn't look good. You got to find a way to get Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, um, Devin Mitchell, uh, uh, Jalen Brown. You, like these are players. If I'm LA, I got to find a way to get these guys in my hands now. Enough about the Lakers. They're going to make the playoffs. And so will the New York Knicks. This season, <laughs> this season is special because the Knicks didn't go out and get any superstars. There was nobody, nobody was to play here. The play there, excuse me. But they're getting it done with coaching, an old school style player, and, and Julius Randolph. That a young core group of guys, the resurgence of De- Derrick Rose, they're getting it done, and it's impressive. Bravo. If they don't win a game in the playoffs, so be it. The Knicks are the fourth seed, ladies and gentlemen. This Knicks that you see is the Knicks I grew up on. The, the gritty. I don't, you don't need to, it's the hell with the names on the back of the jersey, even though I knew Starks, Anthony. Uh, Oakley, Patrick, Houston, uh, Smith, uh, 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 Childs, um, Ward, like all those guys. We knew them. If you had Nick, you knew all those guys. But here, like this Nick team, we're going to learn to know them. And, you know, good luck going forward. Hey, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks and um, uh, Nate McMillan, who was fired by the Pacers. Don't ask me why. And he's got the Hawks, number five. And you know where the Pacers are? Number nine. Think about it before you just go trash away. Hey, this is Downright Sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com. And we are live live on Facebook. And we are coming at you pre-recorded here this Thursday um, today. So we're going to come back in the uh, second segment. And we'll we'll tease you a little bit. We are going to talk about the NFL yeah, you think I'm not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers? Talk about he wants off his team? Mr. Overrated? Oh, did I say that? We'll be back. Downright Sports. Easier just to throw a quick racist term at somebody. A man who has seen the things I've seen, experienced the loss and pain that I've experienced. <laughs> I transcend race, hombre.
again fell us all <laughs> just completely and utterly fell us all next year at this time the Jets will be drafting uh, again in the top 10 because they chose poorly so we give you a recap of the draft real fast Jacksonville took Trevor Lawrence at number one <laughs> no brainer and then at number two the Red Bulls talking at number two the New York Jets we're on the clock. Two and fourteen Jets, who already had Sam Donaldson, an okay quarterback, decide out of the choices of um, uh, Trey Lance or Justin Fields or or Mark Jones. Or, um, is there another quarterback? I'm trying to make a point. Out of those guys, Mark Jones played at Bama. Played for, um, played for, um, jeez, uh, what's his name? Nick Saban. You know what I mean? Played for Nick Saban. Or Justin Fields. Played at Ohio State. Won a national championship. Or even the kid... 
uh, Trey Lance, who played on a team that at least goes into a solid playoff. No, they chose Zach Wilson. Who? I'm glad you asked. Who in the hell is Zach Wilson out of BYU? Well, I will tell you. Hold on one second as I have to get up. Hold on. Spent all the day dealing with interruptions, and it never fails. All right, so Zach Wilson played three years at BYU, Brigham Young University, and home of Steve Young, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Steve Young, I think. Anyway, um, played his first year, he played nine games, started seven, he threw 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, he rushed for two, had about 1,500 yards passing. Second year, started all nine games. He threw 11 touchdowns, but nine interceptions. And then last year, played 12 games, uh, over 3,000 yards passing, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. So last year, clearly, <clears throat> was a remarkable year for the young man. What was different? What changed? Probably nothing. I'm under the impression the first two years is more of who he is than um, that last year. Any ball games, any achievements, uh, zero, zero, zero. He was born. <laughs> uh, like, I'm looking here and he has nothing. You're the Jets and you need something sexy and you draft the most bland. You know what? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's call it like we see it, okay? I want the Jets. To get Justin Fields. I thought he was the better pick for the Jets. I felt he was the best pick for a team in New York. He could play under the lights. He could handle the pressure. The reason why the Bears took him. Probably. Because he could probably sit. The kid 6'3", 227. Runs like the wind. Has a good arm. Can lead a team to victory because he has done it and he's proven it. If the college rankings with the minor league systems for the NFL, I want the guy that's done more at his level. Not the guy. I looked at both of the guys' Wikipedia page just to give you an idea. Um, Zach Wilson, his profile is literally this big. No exaggeration. Uh, Justin Fields. Oh, I don't know. He's got at least two pages worth of material. Uh, what is he? What, 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 what has he done? Oh, okay. Here, here's what he has done. Big Ten. Uh, uh, excuse me. Big Ten game MVP in the championship. Greasy Breeze, quarterback of the year, 2019-2012. Um, offensive player of the year, 2019-2020. Uh, if I said 12, I was wrong. Chicago Tribune Silver Football Player. Don't even know what the hell that means, but it's an award. Two-time first team all Big Ten. Uh, yeah, second team all uh, second team all American. The other kid, Squadoosh. Not nothing. Not even in his own damn division does he have an achievement. His mom didn't even give him an award. Didn't even give him a sticker. Nothing. And the Jets went for him. If the Jets Losing their draft was on a tender profile, they would skip the person that had the most to give and go to the most bland individual they could find. And that's pretty much what they did. No disrespect to people on tender. I'm just saying 
You should. They chose poorly, man. Don't look at me that way. I'm making a point. <laughs> My dog was like, "Why? Why are you so angry?" I'm angry, Mariana, because for years I'm a Giants fan, but I like the Jets, and I've been wishing and hoping to for once because just like the Knicks, if the Jets do good, New York just feels something different. Do you know this 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 generation's plural? They have not witnessed the Jets have any real success. None. It's the saddest thing I've ever said. Do you hear you had just... Even... Alright, so here's Justin Fields' numbers, okay? Nothing sexy. Nothing nothing to, to really crawl about except for his 13-1 record. 7-1 record. A national... Did he play in the national championship? I'm pretty sure he played in the national championship. Even still... <laughs> Hit uh, the first year as a starting quarterback, 41 touchdowns. First year, 41. Not 11, not 12, 41. Three interceptions. His second year quarterback, the season was shorter due to COVID, but he did 22. 22. Half of what he did the previous year, meaning if he had a full season, he probably would have done the same numbers. He did what you couldn't, and the Jets went for the, the lesser. Is it money? Are you are you trying to sell the franchise? Because the Jets, you know what the Jets ownership is? They're that evil team in movies that want to get rid of. Like everybody loves this team. They're, the, they're everybody's favorite team. We love them. And then the the Jets ownership is my wig over here. My wig's not over here. But the Jets team, they're like yes. We need to keep sucking. The worse we do, we can sell the team. We need care to sell the team, sir. Shut up, you. We will sell the team and move them to Montana. Montana? Nobody watches football. Didn't I tell you to shut up? Now, how can we do this? We need them to suck for 10 years. And then... The Jets try to suck for 10 years, and then one year they make the playoffs, and then they ruin the plans of the evil owner, and then he has to start all over again. I think, go with me if you will, I think whether it's baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever, I think if you own a team, and your team doesn't have any success in, let's say, 15 years, let's go 15 years, and what I mean, like, your team doesn't make the playoffs, they don't they just show no interest in life. I think that guy should be forced to sell the team. Yeah, I think he should be forced. Him or her should be forced to sell the team to the first person that bids on it for the lowest amount of money. Like you don't deserve to get rich off of sucking. I think you should have to put the team up for sale and like, uh, like you should You should be foreclosed on. If you don't pay, if you don't take care of your house, they come and take care of you. I think you should be foreclosed on. And I think the team should, if the team is worth $10 million, it should sell for like $20 million. It piss you off. And you should feel what us fans feel when you don't put anything into a team. That's the best freaking idea I've ever come up with. <laughs> now, to another athlete that has too much bitching on his mind... Aaron Rodgers, my dear boy. I got LeBron and Aaron Rodgers on the same day. This is good for me. Somehow, some way, Aaron Rodgers was given the MVP award. 
sometimes I feel like in football they give the MVP awards um, based on just like, eh, we'll just pick somebody. Because you're telling me, like, running backs, cornerbacks, middle linebackers, like, they, these cornerbacks, uh, guys who impact the game don't deserve a look. It's just been the quarterback. I think the quarterback is one of the last MVP, last, um, like, 10 in a row. Hold on, let me sidetrack here. So if we go back, can I make this? If we go back to 2000, the last non-quarterback to win the MVP award was LaDainian Thomason in 2006. After that, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, damn it. And I was wrong, um, Adrian Peterson has one. So, outside of them. So, let's just go. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback. Lamar Jackson, quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, back-to-back. Aaron Rodgers, why? Cam Newton, deserved it. Matt Ryan, shouldn't have. Tom Brady, maybe every year. Peyton Manning. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row. And you throw, you sprinkle a running back in every year. So, last year, Aaron wins it. I'm pretty sure it was spectacular. He did something great, blah, 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 blah. But now he wants out. He told Green Bay, I want out. <laughs> I don't want to be on the team anymore while that general manager is here. Who in the blue hell are you, Aaron Rodgers? Are you a good quarterback? Yeah. Or should you be in the same conversation of a Manning or a Brady? No. Brent, what? What? Freaked out fan. What? He, he's great. He does so much. What has he done? Honestly, what has he done? What has Aaron Rodgers really done other than a commercial and Danica Patrick? Fives. Nobody in the fives. But what has he, outside of, he's been to a bunch of Pro Bowls. One Super Bowl. One. How many years has he been? He's 37 years old. Got drafted in 2005. When did he take over? When did he take over? Like 07? Some stuff like that. He took over in 2008. Full time. 2008 full time quarterback. Oh, and I got his record. How about them apples? Record's pretty good though. Record is pretty good. But <laughs> takes over. They go to one Super Bowl. One. The second year after he took over. So that team... So, three years after he took over, they went to one Super Bowl, and he ain't sniffed it since. He ain't been no part of the big game. Not even close. Why? But this is the guy that you guys want to annoy. Now, Mr. Rogers, you ain't been there. You ain't even touched it. You gave your team one Super Bowl, the same one funky Super Bowl Brett Favre did. You know what Favre did? He, Brett Favre would still be in that uniform if it wasn't for you, quite frankly. And if you're upset now, I think Green Bay does do a piss ass job in getting you talent. They do. They don't go get you the sexy wide receiver or running back to take the pressure off of you. But you know who else? Does? Like everybody always makes the argument that like Tom Brady doesn't have this. Tom Brady's at Gronkowski. No matter where he goes, Gronkowski's there. It's the weirdest thing. I was watching uh, a, 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 t- a live feed on Instagram, 
and it was Tom Brady in the backyard playing with his kids and Giselle having fun. Tom Brady threw a pass. Gronkowski was there for the pass and just struck Tom's kid. It was the craziest thing. Gronk is always there for him. I, I, I just went, like, Tom Brady was in the grocery store, and he threw a loaf of bread in the shopping cart. Gronkowski caught it. He is his shopping cart. He just puts, like, they, wherever he goes, my buddy, my buddy. So Aaron Rodgers never had that. He never had that other guy. But if Rodgers, if everybody's calling, you know, if everybody's calling you the man, do you need another guy? Okay, you know, can you not turn what you have into something? Mm, that's a different argument for a different day. But I, I think it's tough because I think Rodgers has now earned enough clout to be like, hey, I want to get out of here. I don't want to be here. Maybe he could have different that, but him to come out and say that I want the GM going or I'm going. Honestly, if I'm Green Bay, I'm scratching my head here because Aaron Rodgers just won 13 games last year. He won 13 and three. He won the MVP award. He's 37 years old, right? If I get rid of him, who do I have to replace him? We did draft some no-name guy last year, but is he ready now, right? And then if you're Aaron, where do you go? There's rumors that Denver is like salivating for him. And I know every Washington football fan out there thinks he's coming in. And he ain't coming in. <laughs> and I would have said he was going to the 49ers, but the 49ers just made a move and got a quarterback. Now, could they bench him and get the kid ready for next year? Probably. I think if I'm ownership, if I'm the Green, the Green Bay doesn't have ownership, if I'm the Green Bay president, I call Aaron on the phone and say, Aaron, this is the Green Bay president. <laughs> I don't know his name. This is the, Aaron, this is the Green Bay president. Listen, I want you to meet me in Las Vegas. Why should I meet you in Las Vegas, Green Bay president? Because we need to talk. Come to Vegas, bring no clothes. Just bring money, and we'll have a good time. In fact, let me bring money. Vegas is on me. They get to Vegas, have a fantastic time, eat steak, drink bottles of Grey Goose, forget their worries, forget their troubles. And then, while they're sitting at the hot tub at the Flamingo, they don't have to go big. They're just at the hot tub at the Flamingo, just living it up, enjoying life. Ric Flair walks by, woo, they slap hands, and then the Green Bay president just goes, Aaron, listen to me. I understand you hate the GM. I hate him too. Not the biggest fan of the guy. I think he's a poop butt. But we have him. We have him on contract. We just can't fire him, okay? We just can't fire the guy. We have to keep him. We got to hold on to him. But. What if the <laughs> Mark Murphy is his name? He looks like a Mark Murphy too. <laughs> he looks more Mormon. He doesn't look like a guy that would go to Vegas. Actually, like if he did, he'd be drinking milk instead of Grey Goose. <laughs> I digress. Back to my story, Aaron. Listen to me. I will do my best to bring in another key player for you this year. This year, and any conversation you have, you talk to me. The Green, the, the, the Green Bay general manager, don't even speak to him. He doesn't exist. He, The janitor will be your liaison going forward. But please, don't leave. We need you. 
fact, you get, we give you some incentives. You get a little more paper on the back end. We can't really disclose it right now, but I promise you we will. And Aaron may say okay, or he'll tell him to kick rocks and thank you for the trip to Vegas. But Green Bay should probably try to keep that guy because you're not gonna. As much as I think Aaron Rodgers is like more more hype than talk, I mean more hype than walk. Um, yeah, you can't afford to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, I have gone over my time, and I don't know if I'm gonna do a third segment today because um, I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah, it's no point. And we took, like, going to break and coming back. Like, zero point in that right now. So, um, good to see some show part here, kids. Baseball. Yeah, we're wrapping up here with some baseball. Baseball. Um, it seems to me, as I'm, I watch a lot of baseball talk during the season, and it looks like a lot of analysts and people are pulling back the analytics narrative like they're kind of easing off of it a little bit and saying oops we might have messed up so and the concept behind it is hit the ball high and far hit it long and you can score a run why get a base hit move the runner over score a run or get a base hit, move the run over, hit a double. Or get a base hit, get two. Or the old Orioles system, get two runners on, hit a home run. Like, why do that when we just hit home runs all day and make the world glorious? Well, it doesn't work that way. You just can't come up to the plate and hit home runs all day. That's not how the game is played. And it's boring, quite frankly, because what you're seeing more and more of is guys striking out. Like, guys are, like, striking out at a a crazy rate, which is not good for the game because as great as it is to watch a pitcher, like, a good pitching matchup, If you, for those of you that don't know what that is, that's two, you got two pitches, you got, like, two, let's just go old school, you got, like, Randy Johnson versus Greg Maddox on the hill, a Sunday afternoon game. Uh, Seattle versus the Braves in a league play, and Randy is Randy, that Braves lineup, which was fantastic. The Seattle lineup, which was even more impressive, and they, they go out and they dominate the game. The, the guys that they are dominating are guys that hit over 300. They get a home run every now and then. They got multiple doubles. Like these, like these are the best of the best, and these two pitchers just kill them. That's a pitch. That's a great game. This crap that we see today where, like, every Johnny come lately could just throw a no-hitter. Wait a minute. Uh, so where every Johnny come lately just hit gets a no-hitter. That's These no-hitters not because the pitchers are better. It's because the hitters suck. There's, like, a handful of actual good hitters in the game. Uh, when he's not got his, like, when his mind is right. Uh, uh, Jose Altuve, great hitter. Mike Trout, great hitter. Um, uh, the the Francisco Tessie Jr. is actually a very good hitter. Uh, Manny Machado, very good hitter. Uh, Corey Brewer from the Dodgers, very good hitter. There's some good hitters out there, but 
a lot of these guys is getting covered up with a lot of smoke and mirrors with this long ball, velocity, AOP, and MEOP, and the dot, and the euro, and all this crap baseball keeps making up. Uh, hold on. Average. Let's see. If we can get the average strikeouts in baseball. So... I think so 2019 was like the last full season before this year right and pitching leaders most strikeouts oh crap by hitter everyone hitters no, that's pictures again. Alright, I'm not going to spend all day trying to find this. I was trying to find out how many guys strike out all the time and yada, yada, yada. But, just know it's a lot. Alright? Just know it's a lot. Like, if I if I pull up some great hitters of all time, guys like... I'm not even going to put... Because greatness is hard to come by. But, this was my average. Somebody I love, like Paul O'Neill. I loved Paul O'Neill. One of my favorite players. Right, left-hander. Uh, played right field for Cincinnati Reds and the Yankees. We pull up Paulie, right? Very good routine hitter. Hit the ball anywhere. We're looking at his strikeouts. Paulie struck out, uh, only had 100 strikeouts three times in his career. 90, 91, and 98. For the most part, he was around the 70 mark, right? That's what he was around. If I go to one of the great hitters today, somebody that's considered the best of the best, who... That's what Mookie does. Comparing Paul O'Neill to Mookie, both of them play right field. That's where the similarities begin and end. Mookie's actually a better hitter than we give him credit for. He struck out 100 times and once in 2019. But when you go to... We can, uh, can't find anybody. Brett Gardner. We use Brett Gardner. I don't think he strikes out a lot either, though. No. I'm wrong. Holy smokes! So Brett Gardner, who's a left, who's an outfielder for the Yankees. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven years in a row, he had over 100 strikeouts. Some of them were uh, in 135, like 120-ish. And then if we look at how many hits compared to his strikeouts, holy Moses. He's had 100-plus hits a few times, multiple times, every year. If we look at his batting average, stuff that we care about, he's a career 258. I wonder why. He... Like, I'm looking at his numbers here. Gardner was okay, who just struck out right now. Is an okay hitter, but, like, that's terrible. And he was a leadoff hitter at that for the Yankees for a lot of years. He was the leadoff hitter, and he's just caning it up like it's nothing. Be, to be successful in baseball, you have to, you got to do the little things. Baseball is not basketball. In basketball, yes, 
Steph Curry shooting threes is sexy and exciting, and it makes sense because he can do it consistently. But when he shoot, if Steph Curry misses a three, he doesn't get taken out the game. You get what I mean by that? Like, if you strike out, you don't have an opportunity to score. Like, you go sit down. If Steph Curry misses a three, Draymond Green gets the rebound, he gets another opportunity. Like, if Brett Gardner strikes out, if the catcher doesn't catch the ball, they don't just throw the ball. It's not a rebound, and Brett gets to hit again. That's how this works. Baseball is a game designed to fail, but at the same time, you don't increase your level of failure at that same time. You, Brett Gardner was a speed guy. He has a lot of wheels. He's fast. Why is Brett Gardner not designed to bunt, lay it down, get on base, steal? Things that worked. For example, you have, we got five minutes. You have them where they put these stupid shifts on. And the whole left side of the field is open. And guys that are making millions of dollars can't hit the ball the other way. Can't hit the ball the opposite way. Guys making buku bucks. Huge money. Making money to be the best professional at their field. Let me give you an idea. If I was paying a doctor, right? We signed a doctor, doctor... Dr. Chase, whatever the hell, okay? He's making top dollar. He's a doctor in, um, what's his doctorate in? He, he fixes feet, okay? He fixes feet. But if you told me he can't fix left feet, he can only do right, what the hell are we paying him for? If he's a doctor, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he can only do the, le- he can only do the right foot, he can't do the left foot? And turn himself around and do the hokey pokey, like that's where we're at right now. Where we're so we're telling baseball players it's okay to just suck. No, it's not. Like oh, Giancarlo Stanton just went deep, baby. Home run, Giancarlo Stanton. Man, he's having an MVP year already. I'm calling it. Giancarlo's won the MVP award this year. He's looking good. He's looking good. That jersey they painted on his body. Like, good God. Like, this shirt is tight, but his uniform is, like, fitted. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, the reason why baseball keeps trying to find out why people don't watch the game, because it's just boring when you watch things like that. It's boring when you watch, um, when you watch guys just strike out, and the pitcher just goes up, and he just blows them down. Base hits are exciting. Doubles are exciting. Jump on stand hit a home run. It's exciting. That's the game. That's how the game is played. Stolen bases. Are you telling me? I'm getting excited. Are you telling me that a guy who can... You, if you got Ricky Henderson, you're not going to tell him to steal? What? You got Lou Brock? You're not going to tell him to steal? You got um, uh, Tim Raines? You're not going to let him steal? These are some of the greatest stolen... Mickey Mantle. These are some of the greatest runners of all time. Willie Mays. Greatest runners of all time. You're going to take away their ability to manufacture runs because some bookworm in the library put together an algorithm that told him a home run is a, counts more? I got news for you. I could have told you that shit and saved you a lot of money. Did not mean to curse on my show. But you got... Guess how much... Of, if I get a runner on a second and... and and hit and get a single, and he scores a run, that counts the same 
That's a home run. I just blew your mind right there. I know. I swear. Like, you need to... Let me say that one more time. I'm a T. My first batter gets a base, gets a double. He's standing on that second. My second batter comes up. They put this dumb shift on. He hits out of the shift. Hits away from the shift. Scores said runner. That's 1-1. But you know what I've done? I've replaced that runner with another runner. Versus when I hit a home run. That's one run. And I've done nothing because I scored a run. And then now the other three guys come up and strike out. It's common sense, people. Just saying. It's common sense. I went over low today. This was this was a must. This was this show needed a cleansing. It needed a cleansing. Uh, I'm excited because I got a new desk. I think that's what it is. I got a new command center. So it's pretty awesome. Hey, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. It has been fun. We'll be back next week. I'm sure I'll have something to blow my mind about then too. Um, Thanks to uh, Dynasty Radio NY. Shout out to some of these. DJ Chase, catch your show on Mondays at 8 o'clock. Uh, Kim Dynasty, Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. Uh, the 950 Lounge, Kevin and those guys start your morning off at 7 to 10 every day. Uh, Cheryl Underwood, weekdays at 4 to 6 every day. And um, a show I'm trying to get on, and I'm going to get on there. I don't care what the guy. Um, the What's Off Season uh, Sports Podcast. They're on Instagram, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays at 8. I'm getting on there. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. It's been fun. We'll be back next week. And uh, as always, wash your hands. Get your shot. I got both of mine. I am now the Megatron. And uh, as always, deuces. It don't say you're about to I swear to God, I ain't about to Syria. I'll take out down about $20 for
got so much work, yeah, yeah. 